The movies we watch are part of the building blocks of who we are. You could say it's in our DNA. Welcome to the My Movie DNA podcast. My name is Johnny Andrews, and I'm a movie-loving Englishman living in New Zealand. I'm on a mission to speak to New Zealand's biggest movie lovers to find out what makes them tick. So if you want to hear indecipherable Kiwi accents talking about their love of movies, this is the podcast for you. Search for My Movie DNA wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to the My Movie DNA podcast. Thank you for downloading and tuning in. This is a new podcast all about movies and I'm going to be speaking to movie lovers across New Zealand to hear what they love about film. Now, before we get on to the guest for this first episode, I should probably introduce myself. My name is Johnny Andrews. I'm English, which you might be able to tell from my accent. Originally from Manchester, but I've lived in Auckland, New Zealand since 2008, so 14 years so far. I'm a big movie nerd, and if I'm not watching movies, then I'm probably reading a book about movies or talking to somebody about movies. We're a little spoilt here in Auckland with a number of cinemas committed to retro screenings, and we even have a cinema that plays films on 35mm. More of that later. And so, on to my first guest. Billy Rogers is a bit of a local legend. As the bass player in the band Street Chant, she's one of a select few who has won the prestigious Tate Music Prize. This was awarded to the band in 2017 for their second album, Howrora. These days, Billy can be found at the Hollywood Avondale, where she is the venue manager, dealing with all of their many film screenings and also their music concerts. Our conversation was recorded at the Hollywood in early August of 2022 and covers many subjects including Baz Luhrmann, Tom Cruise, Michael Keaton, Quentin Tarantino, John Hughes films and of course I asked her about her band Street Chant and opening for the Lemonheads amongst other things. Okay, that's enough from me, on to the chat. we're going uh sweet as hello billy rogers hello how, how are you yeah good how are you i'm good <laughs> yeah so we're going to talk about movies mm-hmm. uh let's maybe introduce who you are uh to people listening at home so okay. you are the venue manager yeah i i manage the hollywood cinema in avondale which is the greatest cinema in the world yes 100 percent correct excellent and before that, you were, or you are maybe still a musician? Um, these days I'm a little bit retired from making my own music, but I do a bit of mentoring with teenagers, which is really special. So I'm not out of the music industry because yep. I'm doing that. And um, my main role at the cinema is to um, manage the live music the, events. The band is cool. So I'm still buzzing around, but not performing at the moment. Yeah. So, I sent you some questions. Yes. You had a look at those? I did have a look at those. So, I'm going to surprise you with a question I didn't send you. So, okay. what was the last film you watched? The last film I watched was called Jewel, and it featured in the New Zealand Film Festival. And that's 
D D U E L A L A L. Okay. Jewel. Yeah. Like two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and I watched that here at the Hollywood. And who was in that? Um. Ooh, I actually don't know the names, but um, there was the boy from um, what's the like, uh, um, the sort of really famous um Tv show to do with like cooking meth. Oh, Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad. Aaron so Paul. Aaron Paul. Yes, he was in that. So that kind of was the first thing that I I recognized his face. So I yeah. thought, oh, I'm going to watch that. And then I did. Because I saw the picture of that and it was Aaron Paul talking to a lady and I can't remember who the lady was. Yeah, I don't know her. Okay. Um, but, and the little blurb in the um, catalog described it as being Black Mirror-esque. Yeah. And I'm quite interested yeah. Yeah. in concepts of such. Do you like Black Mirror? I do like Black Mirror. I find it terrifying, and I yeah. find it interesting. I've watched it all. I've even watched some of them twice. We, uh, I think I've only seen maybe the first two seasons because they are so hard to watch. Yeah. yeah no, they're really scary. Hard. But yeah. the, there's a lovely one in there Yeah, as well, which I, which I like, like the cute kind of lesbian fantasy one mm-hmm. about like what happens when you get old. Mm-hmm. And it could be beautiful. I don't think I've seen that one. <laughs> it's nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did you grow up in Auckland? I did. I grew up in Tamaki, Makoto, Auckland, in Ponsonby. Ponsonby? Yeah. <laughs> wow, you were born a hipster. <laughs> I don't know about that, but maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and do you remember what your earliest movie memory was? Well, my mum and my dad sort of both love movies and took me to the movies from a very young age so i do have memories of like of kind of getting dressed to go out to the movies like maybe like having a nice dress on and getting quite excited would you have come here no i didn't come here yeah it is sad but i sort of went into town yeah i went to um the regent oh yeah i've heard of this yeah yeah and i also i don't even know where it was because i was little and obviously my parents drove me but i also went to the civic and i we used we used to go to mid city as well oh yeah yeah nice in town and mid city was like an early like multiplex was yeah Yeah. so it was it's like on elliott street i believe that's where it was yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah. so that's where we're all new market my uh my wife's great auntie who's still with us she's in her I think she just turned 90 and she, my wife was saying oh she was saying where's Johnny and my wife was saying oh he's at the Hollywood because he's always at the Hollywood and she said <laughs> uh, oh I used to go to the Hollywood to see oh. Elvis movies oh amazing so like in like the yeah. late 50s or whenever That's, yeah. oh beautiful yeah everyone has a story which is so lovely um, uh, a darling of mine who I used to nanny has um, just married um a boy whose mother is the mm. chief justice. Oh, and yeah. she was telling me that her very first date with her husband was here to see the Rocky Horror Picture Show here at Brilliant. the Hollywood. So that was pretty amazing. Because that's what it's famous for, isn't it? Yeah. Like the, the weekly showings. Yeah. yeah. And she was a Westie and she grew up here um, and came on Sundays and you played bingo and you had the opportunity to win. Like, I think wow. it was quite a lot of tickets like something like 10 tickets so it was very serious for those guys so people played bingo in the the cinema yes yeah and jan used to give give out prizes for free tickets and it was all very exciting i believe maybe we need to bring that back yeah (laughs) that'll be cool but no i love i definitely love hearing people's stories and most people have one 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what kind of films were you into when you were growing up? Um, well, I guess like when I was really little, I sort of remember going to all the blockbusters, like with dad, like dad and I would watch Batman and yep. Superman. Yep. And I really loved those, mostly Superman, mm. which is embarrassing, but true. Um, I'm proud of it now. Yep. I love that he's like so kind and yes. no one dies, yes. <laughs> which is amazing. He is a good egg, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. Christopher Reeve. Oh, yeah. RIP. Yeah. Um, yeah. And also Michael Keaton, the best Batman ever. Yeah. Did you hear about this Batgirl thing? This this whole... So he's come back as Batman in the new Batgirl film. What? Michael Keaton's coming back as Batman? Yeah. That's the How, best news. However... <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's it's bad news. So they've, oh. they've shot the film. Yeah. They've spent 90 million on it. Oh. And they're not going to release it. No. Because they've had like bad feedback. Can someone steal it and play it to me? Or maybe maybe they will uh <laughs> it'll come out in some some, in some form. Way. But there's one picture of of Michael Keaton in his Batman suit which oh. you can see online. So oh, I will I will look It's very that. Uh, exciting. Yeah. And then I I was first introduced to Jack Nicholson. Mhm. Through, through Batman. Through Batman. Yep. And I remember coming into mum and dad's room um, after I was supposed to be in bed just to terrorize them. I don't know why. Nice. And I saw his face on yep. the television. Yeah. Like, How just old were no you chance of sleeping for the rest of the night. Probably about six or seven. Right. Okay. So yeah. enough to make yeah. an, an impact. And I was like, no, Jack Nicholson, yeah. get away. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Grew to love him, of course. Like now, he's one of my faves, obviously. And do you like uh, superhero movies in general? Or I, I do. Mean, there's so many of them now, but do you know what I do? Like yeah. I do like superhero movies. Yeah. Um I think they're just fun. Do you think there's too many at the moment? Yes, and I I don't go to see them all. Yeah. Like I'm it's, not. It's practically impossible to see them all. Isn't yeah. It? yeah, I mean, I kind of got to see a couple of them at the pictures because of my nannying days like yep. i really enjoyed um end game yep i thought that was kind of fabulous yep. um yeah so i'm definitely keen and interested but i i'm not like wanting to see everything i wanted to bring some marvel stuff into the hollywood to matt mm-hmm. and cameo's utter disgust and shock <laughs> so i no, don't think not, that's not cool enough gonna happen. wow okay <laughs> yeah but, I, you know, we should have played Batman, I'm going to say it, on yep. the record. The yep. new Batman film with Robert Pattinson. Yeah, that was good. But, I mean, I didn't like it that much. That's, But I think we should have played it. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Can I ask you about Street Chan? Yes, I've you're done some research. To. Yeah. If you want to hear my Billy Rogers research. Okay. <laughs> so... Uh, I'm sat up opposite a quite esteemed local musician. Oh. So Street Chant formed in 2007. Emily Adroster on guitar and vocals. Billy Rogers, that's you. Yeah. On bass and backing vocals. And yeah. Mikey Sperring on drums, originally with the name Mean Street. Yes, that's in true. 2009, Sperring left and was replaced by Alex Brown and the band changed their name to Street Chant. Yeah. Debut album Means was released in 2010 shortlisted mm-hmm. for the Tate Music Prize. Mm. So for people listening overseas, that's like our version of the Mercury uh, Music Award in the UK. Yeah. Uh, and also nominated Best Alternative Album at the New Zealand Music Awards. In 2011, Street Chant opened for the Lemonheads 
mm. on their It's a Shame About Ray 20th Anniversary American Tour. <laughs> yeah. Street Chant released their second album, Haora. 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 It's a Maori word. Meaning mm. wellness of life. Yeah, it's a Maori um, philosophy of health, meaning like the four walls um, of health. So it's social, mental, physical, and emotional. And you need all those four so things to, to be for your fatty, fatanui, which means house, yeah. to stay stable and upright. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what that's about. And uh, so Hawara won the prestigious Tate Music Prize in 2017. Yes. And previous winners of the Tate Music Prize include people like Lord. I don't know what happened to her. <laughs> Aldous Harding, uh, Lady Six, and Unknown Mortal Orchestra. Yeah. And it says on Wikipedia that you're still active as a band. I mean, <laughs> who knows? Who knows? <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I mean, maybe one day, but... Not right now. We Not actually right now. have an album in the in the um, can. In the can. Yeah. I'm sure people would be interested. Yeah. I mean it it was good. So hopefully it comes sees the light of day one day. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's all very exciting. Yeah, thank what? you for that trip down yeah. memory lane. <laughs> <laughs> what was it like opening for the Lemonheads? Because m- my friend, well, one of my best friends, he's uh, he's a big Lemonheads fan, so he'd be very yeah. uh, interested in that. Yeah, you know what? It was one of the best experiences of my life. Like yeah. we got to travel um, the west coast of America with nice. Evan Dando, um, who in a tour bus, I'm guessing. It wasn't a tour bus. We were in two separate cars. It was all kind of pretty low-key. You expect it to be more than it is, you know, and you kind of meet your heroes. They, like, serve you a Bloody Mary at a cafe, and you're like, oh, Jesus. Wow, rock and roll. There you are. Because it's like, like, (laughs) it kind of runs out at some point. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, being on tour with the Lemonheads was really inspiring. Like, meeting Evan Dando was pretty amazing. Like, he's just, like... His whole body is music, like every, like every atom in him is music, and that's like, you know, what he has that keeps him alive. It keeps him magical. And were you a Lemonheads fan before? I did. I wasn't. Um, right, okay. Alex and Emily knew about them. I didn't. Like, okay. so that's I'm, probably a good thing, isn't it? Because yeah. I would be like quite nervous and I mean, and starstruck. Yeah, but we ended up just becoming really good friends. Like, I still talk to him sometimes. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, he's he's amazing, but he's definitely yeah troubled. If he ever, if anyone to, knows anything about, right, <laughs> yeah. if, he, if he ever wants to come on a podcast about films, um, oh yeah, I'm sure yeah. he would. <laughs> Okay, back to movies. Yeah. On topic. Uh, do you have a favorite movie genre? Um, I don't know. You know, like, I guess, like, it kind of resonates from when I was a teen. I just really loved anything 80s, and I loved kind of 80s teen films. Yeah. And I loved John Hughes. Brilliant. Um, family movies. Yeah, I'm kind of, like, a little soppy and romantic. Yeah. I don't know. I loved Romeo and Juliet as well. <laughs> Romeo plus Juliet. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the Baz Luhrmann yeah. film. Yeah. And I still love it. Yeah. But I, I'm so lucky to be um, a good friend of Matt's, Matt Thompson's who owns the cinema because he yeah. really inspires me with film, like from when I met him a long time ago. How long have you been working here? Um, I've been Matt's friend for a long time. Right. So I've always sort of helped like since he bought it, but right. I've been and that doing was in 2015, I think. Yeah. 
so just like odd bits here and there yeah. but it's only in the last two years that i've been doing more yeah 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 operations wise and do you uh so the Hollywood does play quite a lot of 80s films. Yeah, and 70s. Do you program those 80s films? Uh, It's mostly Matt. Right. But we have like a conversation. Yeah, yeah. And and I'll say, oh, like that sounds good. Or like, can we play this one? And, you know, it's it's supposed to be fun. And when we treat it like that, like it's always better. It's like we're bringing a buzz from the get-go. We're like sitting around like having a drink maybe or a coffee. and go oh my god like yes it'll be so much fun so yeah in the past year you played uh secret admirer with c yes. which i'd never even heard of and thanks it, for bringing that one up yeah and it completely like passed me by back in the day yeah it was fantastic yeah and c thomas howell like he's great fab. um yeah. see i really love that genre as i mentioned just before and i didn't know about that film but but matt showed it to me and we played it here and now that's probably one of my favorite 80s um, yep. teen films because it's just done so well and great soundtrack and yep. gorgeous John Travolta's wife and ah yes yeah, that's right yeah beautiful have you seen uh, Soul Man with C. Thomas Howell I haven't what's that maybe one maybe steer away from that <laughs> so he because uh, I, I always wonder why he's not more of a star because like yeah. in the 80s he, he was like I know like where did he go part of the Brack Pack yeah exactly so uh, I'm trying to make make this not sound as bad as it is, but in Soul Man, which is at the end of the 80s, he plays a white kid who blacks himself up. Oh, to, Jesus. To get, there we uh, go. Like, uh, excuse me. U- uni- yeah, university acceptance or funding. So he, pl- he plays the whole film in blackface. So yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah. It's not, it's not, not his good. finest moment. Yeah. Maybe I won't watch it. I no. mean, if, if it's on, I'll watch it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I probably won't seek it out. Maybe don't. Uh, screen it at the cinema because no uh, yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) do you have a favorite actor I was thinking about that before. I was kind of coming up with a few names, um, but like not really. Like I sort of just love like the eighties and nineties greats. Like I love Angelica Houston, even though she's before the eighties, maybe. Around nah, the same time. she's kind of eighties. Yeah, yeah. And I, I love Angelica Houston, yeah. and I love Jack Nicholson and Tom Cruise. And I loved Cruise. Yeah, who? Do, I mean, a lot of people don't. But I was watching some interviews. Um, that he did this morning in the 90s. Buzzy man. Interesting man. Yeah, people don't like him because of his religion, but like, if I went around checking what everybody's religions was, I wouldn't exactly. watch and anything. He, and this morning I was watching these interviews and he kind of made like an amazing point. Like I watched the um, 60 Minutes, the Australian uh, yeah. 60 Minutes interview. Um, that was when War of the Worlds came out. Mm-hmm. Um, and he kind of started coming at him saying, oh, you know, like, what do you think about people who say that you're crazy and yeah. you're in a cult? And he's like, you know what? I think it's appalling. And I think racism's appalling. Yep. And I think that the way some people treat Muslims is appalling. And, like, he just kind of made this, like, amazing point. Yep. And I was like, go, Tom. Yeah, the cruiser. Yeah, but I was like, are you glamouring me into thinking Scientology's okay? <laughs> I don't know. But, yeah, yep. he made a great point about it. And I thought, go you, Tom. Yep. Do you have a favorite Tom film? 
Um, I love Interview with the Vampire. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I, I kind of just love anything in him at, with him in it. I went to Maverick, um, mm-hmm. Top Gun, twice in nice. two days. Yep. And it just blew my mind. I just thought, wow, like, love you, still love you, and yep. this is amazing. I quite like uh, spot. I do love him, but I, I quite like spotting in films where he's obviously quite shorter than his co-stars. Yeah, no, I love to to look out yeah. for that. But you could, and when he's shirtless, the torso is yeah, 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 yeah. But he's still stunning. I don't but mind. There's a there's a scene in Top Gun Maverick where he's like going face to face with Miles Teller. Yeah, he's proper looking up at him. Yeah, and you think, well, if he was this big ego person, yeah, he'd be you know stood on a box or something, and like you know he's. He did used to stand on boxes, yeah, and he did have opposite Nicole because Nicole's yeah, so freakishly yeah, tall. Yeah, she's amazing. Yeah, but yeah, and I actually know someone who worked for him for years, and she loved him. Nice. She said he was really nice, so that's kind of good, a good thing to hear about. Him. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll get uh, Tom Cruise on the podcast at once. Yeah, let's time. ask that's, him. That's where I'm <laughs> aiming for. <laughs> I reckon he'd be good to chat to. What about, uh, so I didn't say actresses, because I think actor... Actor you know, kind of just covers both, it all. But do you have a favourite actress? Um, I said Angelica Houston. Mm. But, like, I don't... I, like, can't back myself up that much on that, and you know? She is good in everything. she's everything, amazing. But, yeah, I don't really associate her with any films. Yeah. I mean, Adam's Family. The Witches. The Witches. Um... Favorite actress. I'm trying to think. Yeah, and I did actually think about this. I think I just love too many people, yep. and I don't have favorites. And like, I do want to actually mention that I'm not really a film buff. That's like, fine. I don't know a lot about film, but I love it. Yeah, yeah. And I want to watch them, and I do watch a lot of things. Yep. And I have a really open mind. Good. Yeah. So if I ask you what who you don't like, would that be a more... who I don't like? Yeah. Yeah. What, who puts you off? I don't like um, the new Spider-Man. Ah, uh, yeah. What's his name? Tom Holland. Yeah. No, I actually love him. The one before that. <laughs> I like Tom Holland. Andrew Garfield. Yeah. Right. I don't like either of them. <laughs> ah, funny. <laughs> I didn't like being in a Cumberpatch until I saw Power of the Dog. Ah, uh, yeah. 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 Which I loved. Yes, it was good. Yeah. I'm going to see Jane Campion next month. Amazing. Yeah, that's what I was also going to say. Like, Jane Campion's my favorite director. Yeah. Not being from New Zealand, I missed quite a lot of Jane Campion's films. Yeah. So when you guys played uh, An Angel at My Table, yeah. I'd never seen it before. Oh. And I was absolutely blown away. Ah, it's so beautiful. Yeah. Like, I really like the way she sort of, um, she really provides a really nurturing space for her cast and crew. Yeah. And it becomes this like amazing space where like you're really getting in there and doing your best work, and yep. she sort of does a lot of like ego massaging and stuff and like that. Which it, 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 the word ego, the term ego massaging sounds kind of weird, but it's like it's not that. It's just about you know yep. being like you're cool and yeah, you're yeah. amazing and you can do this and I, this is a safe space. I think it, just the casting of an angel at my table with yeah. the three girls yeah they look so much like each other yeah that you would think that y- you could think and i mean this has happened where you know it's the same person and they've just shot them at different periods of their life like, yeah i think uh who did that 
uh, Richard Linklater did it in Boyhood. Yeah. And like shot it over a long period yeah. of time. But An Angel at My Table looks like that, but obviously it was all shot in. I know. It's crazy. Yeah. And getting such amazing performances out of like little old Kiwis, you know? Yeah. It's pretty special. Very special. Mm. Do you have a favourite director? Jane Campion. Campion. <laughs> favourite Jane Campion film? Um, You know what? The Piano. It's it's like iconic, yep. but I love all of her films. I need to rewatch the piano. I saw it when it came out, but obviously that was in the nineties, wasn't it? Yeah, nineteen ninety six. It was the last film that Kurt Cobain watched. Really? Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, he saw it in his last few days. Wow. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Um, but no, it's a beautiful film. Holly Hunter and Harvey Keitel, Harvey Keitel and, and, and Sam, Sam Neill. Yeah, and uh, Anna. And of course, Anna, Anna. Oscar winner. Yep. The Tears, So Buttes. What did you think of, did you hear Sam Shepard's comments on Power of the Dog? I did. Remind me though. Oh, it was, who does she think she is uh, directing a Western? What does she Uh, know about Westerns? Yeah, exactly. It's like, no, it's a, it's a, it's a fantastical landscape and it happens to be in the West. Correction time. Silly Johnny, it's Sam Elliott, not Sam Shepard. Apologies to Sam Shepard. She gets to research and know and create. It doesn't yep. have to be in, about your own backyard. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I think she gave him some verbal... Yeah, uh, it's cool. Yeah. Yeah, and like the hats were from the wrong um, time and all that, but it, it doesn't matter. Who cares? Yeah. Some people care. Yeah, some people do care. Yeah. Like if um, some people were getting upset about the new Tarantino film, about the hair and the abs and the teeth mm. and stuff. But it's like, you know, that's how it is. Yeah, I uh, I remember when Once Upon, Once upon a, a Time, time in, in the Hollywood. Mm. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood came out. There was a, a lady at a press conference who called Tarantino out because Margot Robbie only had like 50 lines in the film or something and she's you mm. know, one of the stars and she was saying or she was implying that Tarantino was sexist because of this no but if you look at all of his, his other films they're all like f- strong female leads in yeah them. so like it's, yeah, yeah it's, it's very strange it is very strange and we don't. We shouldn't like everything that we see. And we should say, "Oh, well, my girl Robbie didn't have many lines." Like, if I was doing it, maybe I'd give her more. But it doesn't mean that Quentin Tarantino yeah. is sexist and yeah. terrible. It's like those people who, if there's a racist character in the film, they think the, the film is racist. Yeah, like we. That that's another Tarantino thing. We played um, True Romance, oh, yeah. and we had some walkouts. Really? And it's a really full-on scene when um, with Hopper. Yep. And Christopher Walken. Yep. Um, it's confronting. But, yeah, I I guess that these people just thought that they couldn't take it and left. It's but interesting, eh? It doesn't mean that we think that that's cool. Yeah. These characters are horrible. Yeah. Diabolical people. <laughs> and they're featuring in a film. Yeah. And hopefully making it more interesting and maybe teaching us what not to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I saw... Uh, just before the pandemic, one of the last live things I saw was Louis Theroux at the Civic. Yeah. And as part of, it was like an, an evening with, you know, talk, but they played some of the clips from some of his documentaries, particularly the one, uh, 
the most hated family on earth and they're the guys that go out and protest against the the, uh, the army do you know have you seen that woodsboro baptist church oh yes they say some horrible things mm. but people walked out during that yeah like they couldn't separate they couldn't it from from reality yeah yeah it's interesting What about music in films? Do you have a favourite soundtrack or score? Well, back to Tarantino again. Uh, yes. My parents had the Pulp Fiction soundtrack. Nice. Um, it used to scare me a little though because I think it's 1996. I was still little, like eight or something, seven or eight. Um, 94, I think. It was at 94, yeah, so I was little. Um, <laughs> and the, the opening just scared me so much. Just because it's so frantic. Any of you effing. Oh, that bit. Yeah. It, it, that's in the soundtrack. Yes. Yeah, and yeah, I yeah. remember thinking, yeah. oh my God. And it kind of sounds like mum. And yeah. I was just like scared. <laughs> and then there's like a shootout in the, yeah. in the soundtrack as well. But yeah, like I really loved that soundtrack. Um, yeah. And it kind of, yeah, I would dance to it with my parents. And then. When Romeo and Juliet soundtrack came out, that was kind of a big deal. Like it was, it was That's part around of culture. the same time, wasn't it? Ninety six. Yeah, okay. yeah, that was ninety six. Yeah. But it was like you went to the CD shop and you bought the bought soundtrack. The, yeah. That was like a thing. Yeah, I feel like that happens less now. I uh, I met Tarantino. Amazing. When he was here. And oh my gosh. So I went to the premiere of The Hateful Eight, and uh, I had to. So you could take things to, for him to sign, but you could only get him to sign one thing. Oh, yes. And yeah. at that point, I had all of his soundtracks on vinyl. Amazing. And I was stood there with all of them, and I had to yeah. choose one. Oh, <laughs> which one did you choose? I chose The Hateful Eight just because yeah. that's what he was promoting. That's a good memory. But every Good job. Yeah, every now and then I wake up and I think, why didn't I get him to sign Kill Bill? Why didn't I get him to sign Reservoir Dogs? Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well. Another day. <laughs> Another day. <laughs> Uh, Zoe Bell, I saw, I met her at the same time. You know the the, the stunt, yeah. stunt woman, stunt yeah, lady. amazing. So I'm going to hopefully get her on the podcast. Fun, that's so fab. But yeah, I love the Romeo and Juliet soundtrack as well. Like it kind of um, opened my mind to like indie music, yes. if you will, and that maybe shaped some of like yep. the tastes that I gained when I grew a bit older and like when I was learning to play my instruments and yep. things and becoming yep. a musician. And you're a fan of Baz Luhrmann films, I'm guessing, in, eh, in general? You know what? I, I love Romeo plus Juliet, but I did, uh, yeah. I love Strictly Borum too. Right. But that's it. But not the later ones. Have you seen Elvis mm. yet? I have not seen Elvis, which you is neither. sad. I want to because I love Elvis. Mm-hmm. And I love Elvis movies and everything about it. But I, I just haven't made it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't, I, I don't, like the great Gatsby like hurts me in a big way. I just can't. Just because it's so... It's just the worst. It's probably the worst film yeah, I, I've ever I, seen. I don't actually know if I've seen it, but it just looks... Don't. It's terrible. Like, it's so long yeah. and it's just horrible. <laughs> and there's a really nice version of it, isn't there, with Robert Redford in the 70s. Which yeah, is, is which nice. is lovely. Yeah. I love that. And yeah. I like the book as well, so... I and think... this one just like, looks like vomit. That's terrible. Yeah, okay. It's awful. I will, I will avoid. Yeah. <laughs> this is a funny question because I think I know what the answer is, but do you have a favourite cinema? Uh, the Hollywood Avenue yes. in Auckland, New Zealand. It's fantastic. Mm. Built in 1915. Yeah. So it was, um, 
we're actually sitting in the community hall as we do this podcast, and that was the original cinema. Oh. So um, this was um, in the position of the cinema that we use now, and they moved it to the side, and then, no, first they built the facade. So, like, in 1915, they built the front of the cinema with this community hall behind it. Right. And then when they got enough money, they moved it to the side and then built the larger... Um, Art Deco building. So I'm guessing, are these like the original floors, do you think? Maybe? Yeah, the original Cody. Are, yeah. 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 Oh, okay. This is 19, I mean, 1893, I think, oh. or 1896. Sorry, I don't quite know, but it's one mm. of those. It's funny, isn't it, that uh, we're in a world war at that point, but somebody was building a cinema, which is yeah. obviously people need entertainment. Yeah, I mean, it was important. There was a cinema on every block in New Zealand. Yeah. So, and now there's not, obviously. Yeah. So this is a, it's a special place here. It's, um, you know, one of the only single screen cinemas still running because, you know, it's the age of the multiplex. Yeah. It's not financially viable. Unfortunately. To do it <laughs> any other way. But They're so soulless. I, I mean, know. The staff there just uh, do not care. Some of, I reckon some of the staff are amazing. Really? Yeah. I'm like, okay. I'm going to poach you. But it's just the whole experience of it which yeah. is like right impersonal yeah. yeah and just these huge corridors and yeah the uh so where i live out east there is a art house cinema out there called the monterey oh uh, yeah nice I, and it is nice yeah but it's not run particularly well i don't know if it's been run by different people but the number of times i've been in there where the film started and the, the lights stay on and the door stays open. Oh God, because the worst nightmare. the automation just hasn't worked and hasn't clicked over. Yeah. And you have to then go out and tell somebody. Yeah, no. Just little things like that. Yeah. And I know, yes. Nightmare. First world problems <laughs> and not everyone has the staff. Uh, this is pre-pandemic, I must say. Yeah, but still, uh, it's like, oh, yeah. I've got to try. Yeah. yeah. It's all about the show, as John Lee would say. It is, yeah. Uh, outside of the Hollywood, do you have any other favourite cinemas? Mm, no. It's just the Hollywood. Like, you can't beat it. It's you so can't. beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what don't you like in terms of movies? Um, I don't know, like just anything boring. I don't love musicals, so that's why I really don't like Great Gatsby because it was like a yeah. annoying long. I musical. struggle with musicals. Yeah, I mean, I love Grace, mm-hmm. R.I.P. O.N.J. Yep. So we've just lost Olivia Newton-John today, as we record this on the 9th of August. Yeah. Sad news. Yeah, beautiful woman. Um, I do love Grace, and I loved her character Sandy. And I also really love the sound of music. So those are my exceptions. What about uh, West Side Story? Yeah, sorry. I'd not seen it until this year because I, so I watched the original this year. Yeah. And, and I really liked it. And cool. then I watched Spielberg's version. Yeah. And I thought, why would, why why would you do he, it again? Why did he make this? Yeah. And he was nominated for Oscars and everything. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I need to watch it again. I, sh- I should have. I missed it. We played it here for John Lilly because it's one ah, of his yes. favorites. Yeah. Um, maybe the second film he ever projected when he first started projecting. But um, so I actually we, missed it. We should just say, so John Lilly was the projectionist here at the yes. Hollywood. And yeah. we lost him earlier this year, I think. In, in December. December, yeah. Yeah, it was sad. 78 years old. Wow. 78 years young. 
Yeah. And he'd, he'd been projecting all of his life. I think he started at the Civic, I think I remember. Yeah. Remember. He started at like 17 years old, That's I crazy, think. crazy, eh? Yeah. So he knew a lot and it was a massive bummer to miss him, not just for his friendship, yeah. but for all his knowledge. And yeah, I asked him to teach me to project. Did he? And he was like, no, like you, you can, you won't be able to handle it. Like yeah. absolutely not. He's like, you have to have a certain temperament. It was like, cause back then it was a two year apprenticeship. Right. Yeah. yeah. He like could have taught me, but yeah, he, he like didn't want trade, to. trade almost. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a very serious biz. So can you project? No. Right. So I know Cameo has been doing she, hasn't she? She has, but she sort of, uh, I don't know a lot about this, but she sort of told me that when she started that she was just loading reels like automatically. So it sort of got quite uh, automatic before um, they went digital. Yeah. So she was doing that and she hadn't done like a two reel changeover, switchover right. thing, which is what we do here. I, I'm sorry for my jargon. It's not, no, no, I it's don't good. know a lot, but this is good. she, yeah. So she has to get up there and get the print ready and do it's, it's great. Cause it's museum grade as well. Like, cause when you're using a single, um, real projector, you have to splice the film every time. And that uh, like wastes a few yeah, frames yeah, yeah. every single time you do it. But the way we do it with the two real projector, you don't have to cut the film. So. so you just switch from one to the other? Yeah. Is it just a button you press or is there a big lever? That I do not know anything re-buttons or levers. I'm sorry. I've never it's seen it. It's not very interesting. And I really like it uh, when it goes wrong. That's one of my favorite things. <laughs> we always told John to like make it burn up. Like, yeah. You know how that, yeah. they can do that? But yeah. he was like, never. Like It was just like not professional. So he'd yeah. never do it. That's great. It's pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, it does take you out of the picture. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't love to see it, to be honest. But <laughs> and I, I'm, I'm guessing when Cameo is up there and that happens, then it's quite tense. And yeah, it's like all a, these people it's a little, are waiting. It's a freak out, yeah, for sure. Yeah. But it's, it's not that, that bad either. Like, it's not the end of the world. Yeah. No, I love it. So uh, earlier this year, you guys played War of the Worlds with the Cruiser. Mm. We did. And I think think the first switch over failed at that point and yeah, it's the bit where like, tom's running away from the tripods yeah and then bloop, yeah i just like it <laughs> uh, just remind you that it's it's a physical physical thing <laughs> yeah absolutely and it's not that easy you know like oh yeah we've got to give cameo a break yeah 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 big time yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you have a controversial movie opinion um you don't like musicals which is fine because I don't like musicals. Yeah, I mean, not really. I mean, I'm so open-minded, and I and I like that about myself. I think yeah. that you know I will watch whatever, anything, and I love it all. Yeah, um, I'm interested in it all. Yeah. If I don't love it, you know, I'm still like some of my friends and flatmates and stuff say, what? "Like, why do you want to watch this? It's just like terrible." I get that from and my wife. Yeah, yeah, and it's like it's fun, and it's like fun to watch something yep. different, and maybe a B movie, and yep. it's like funny to see the continuity mess up and all that. Like, yep. you know, <laughs> I just watched uh, what's new Pussycat the other day. Have you seen that? No. <laughs> so it's one of Woody, it's Woody Allen's first film that he uh, wrote. Oh yeah. So he, he's in it, but he didn't direct it. And it's quite, uh, I think it's quite a slapdash production. Yeah. So Peter O'Toole's in it. Yeah. He walks in the door in the first scene 
and he's got one haircut is like a side parting and then it cuts to a close-up and he's got like a fringe yeah like it's just very quickly you know something's something's not right and, uh, yeah. <laughs> that's that's cool though yeah <laughs> yeah can you remember the last terrible film you watched the last terrible film i watched um, I, I can't. I honestly can't. Like, I kind of love trash as well. Yeah. Like, I watched this Pete Davidson film. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Kim Kardashian's recent ex. The, uh... At his SNL, Saturday Night yeah. Life Was comedian. it the one where his father's died and he's a yeah. firefighter? Yeah, yeah. And it's called, I believe, like, The King of Staten Island or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it's a Judd Apatow film, isn't it? Yeah, and I sort of thought, oh, this is absolute trash. But I then it was okay. But then, yeah, at the end of it, I was like, yeah, that was kind of good. You yeah, know, yeah. Like, I enjoyed yeah. it. I don't, I don't like him. No, there's something about him. There's I something just, about him I don't like. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I, yeah, I didn't mind that. But I, yeah, uh, Judd Apatow used to direct comedies and used to direct very good films. Yeah, like Super Bad, Knocked Up. Yeah, that's, which are all great. That's cool. and now he's gone more into drama. Yeah, which. I don't know if I... Uh... I think Matt's postering. Oh, I can okay. hear him, like, clicking, clicking staples. staples yeah. Interesting. All right, final question. What film is absolutely perfect in your eyes? Definitely Uncle Buck. Really? By John Hughes. Love it's it. my favourite movie. It. I've seen it millions of times. Yep. Nice. Um, John Candy. Yep. A candy for sore eyes. Like, he's such an angel. And yep. He's so funny and... He's just incredible. And I nannied for years when I was, um, that was how I supported myself during my um, musical career. Yeah. Because I needed to, that wasn't paying the bills. So I had yep. to nanny. And I sort of always say that like John Candy was my teacher. I sort of yep. learned everything I needed to know from that film. And I really like relate to Yeah. Let the dog drink out of the toilet. Yeah. You can't. Well, uh, not, unbreakable plates. Not so much. That, yeah. I mean, <laughs> that all happened, you yep. know, but it's like, just, just be chill, make it funny. And I once uh, heard someone say about John Candy and I thought this was really nice. So they were talking about how, likable he is yeah and they said most people like if you're lucky you'll get a glimpse of their soul from time to time yeah but he like carried his on the outside and he yeah. was just so like positive and, yeah and, and, it's so yeah. beautiful um i do like him the movie's incredible and little macaulay culkin's in yep. there and just some great like i'm a kid like, that's child. my job yeah oh my god yep. that is, scene is just incredible yeah record for consecutive questions yes yeah. it is per it's a perfect film isn't it I, yeah i watched it not too long ago actually yeah i, I like that and uh planes trains and automobiles yeah of course that's perfect planes as well. trains is fabulous yeah. like it's just amazing but uncle buck i i had the tape when i was yeah. little and sort of that that's why that's my main one yeah, yeah and i still have the tape and i still watch the tape in fact i've got the soundtrack on vinyl ah yeah oh, that's a I? great soundtrack no i've got planes trains so I've oh not yeah got, not got uncle buck yeah yeah but no, great, both great soundtracks yeah, for sure. Brilliant. <laughs> and my dad did that thing once. There's a scene in Uncle Buck where he's looking for his um, teenage niece, and he walks into a party. Oh yes. And sort of goes through someone it, and like someone his takes his hat, and he yep. grabs a drink and a cigar, and <laughs> I'm just like, oh my god, because my dad did that to me. He came early to pick me up, and I was that like, that wasn't you're, embarrassing. Your uncle backing me, and he had the car as well <laughs> that like cracked and made a huge like explosion. It was wow. just insane. It was very uncanny. 
Wow. Yeah. Did he do that because he'd seen Uncle Book or was it no, just... No, it was, it was just naturally a par- like that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> and he naturally just happened to have a car that exploded, like backfired. Fantastic. And filled streets up with smoke, blue smoke. Uh, brilliant. We are done. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you, you uh, Billy Rogers. You're welcome. Thank you for your time. Cool. Thank you. I've got some sound effects, which I've not used here, but... Boy, that escalated quickly. <laughs> we didn't need that, but this is, this, this is the one I use when we finish. That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. A huge thank you to my guest, Billy Rogers. I'd also like to thank Lee and Dave from the Something Wicked podcast, who were very supportive in getting me to this point. James Van Ass, who wrote and performed the brilliant music, and Willow Van Ass, who designed the amazing artwork and provided general podcast support. Please like and subscribe to the show. You can contact the show on Twitter at MyMovieDNA or email MyMovieDNA at gmail.com.